You know, it really starts in the home, and sometimes we, we try and deal with the issues in, in the world, but we really just got to deal with stuff that's in our home, in our own home. And, and so the series that we've been talking about over the last month or so is, is really important for every single believer, I think, because, I mean, if we can get out, and we're not going to always be perfect. I mean, I'm a parent, and I mean, I get it wrong. You know, I get it wrong, and it's so good just to hear the couch and different people talking about the way they uh, see unity and acceptance and love and the many different things that are, that are in a home, and and it's so good just to hear other people's perspectives and, and you can learn from them because we learn from one another, amen? Because, you know, I don't know it all, we don't know it all. And, and so it's just such an honor just to be able to uh, be a part of this house, Excite Church. And I reckon if you're in this house, you're, you're blessed and you're, re- you're real blessed to be a part of this church and, um, because we really believe in families and we really want to see families grow and flourish and prosper and, and to be strong. And, and it's all right if you get it wrong, church. It's all right if you get it wrong because we're going to make mistakes and we're going to do some stuff that's not right because it's just the way it is. But it's so good that we can connect to a community of believers, which is another house, which is the household of the faith. Amen. And it's so good to be connected to the household of the faith. And so our series is our house and we've had some great preachers and and we've learned so much. And uh, Nelly taught us to, to learn to love ourselves this morning. Wasn't that awesome? And and, you know, and Huhana talked about rejection, and, and I'm talking about acceptance a little bit today. And, and rejection is kind of like the opposite of being accepted because you get rejected. And, and all of us have probably found ourselves in those places where, where whether it's one of our parents have rejected us or school, at school we've been rejected or, or something like we've tried to say someone said no or something that we've tried to push forward and say, someone said, nah, I don't think that's the right way. And, and I suppose if you look at history and, and, and different people who have made it big in the world, they've probably had Michael Jordan, he probably got, he, someone told him no at one stage, but he continued to push through, he wasn't accepted all the time, in all the games, and all the schools, but he continued to push through, and um, he didn't worry about the acceptance of like what other people said, although it is important, but he pushed through, and um, you know, Gary, he talked about tolerance, and that was a great question, Gary, I think, because I thought, man, how do you answer that? Because acceptance and tolerance, it's, uh, you can tolerate some stuff, but I think when you tolerate too much stuff, I think, you know, you, you can't tolerate too many things. You can't, you, you end up, you end up, you can't lead, I reckon. You can't lead if you tolerate too much. How do you, to- how do you lead if you tolerate? And so it's really hard. It's like if my son comes home, he's accepted in my home, but I ain't going to tolerate if he brings drugs into my home. Amen. I ain't going to tolerate that, but I'm going to accept him because he's my son. Amen. I'm going to accept my nephews and my nieces and my, my cousins and, and my uncles and aunties, but I won't tolerate them bringing stuff into my home. Hey, they might do it because they don't know, but I'm going to confront it at some stage. And that's probably the difference between accepting something and tolerating something, that we accept you because we love you and our arms are wide open and our doors are open. Hot am I coming for a kai. (laughs) But we're not going to tolerate the stuff as Christians and every home has different rules and whatever it is and the way they teach their children and that's all right. And I love that story about Ruth in the book of Ruth. And I think it's Ruth says to Naomi, she says, where you go, I will go. Yeah, where you die, I will die. The God that you serve, I will serve. She's like, man, I accept 
Jew, even though you might be different from a different nation and a different culture, but I accept you because where you go, I'm going to go. And Naomi's like, nah, stay here. She goes, nah, I don't want to stay here. But where you go, I'm going. And so she accepted Naomi for who she was, that she was from a different nation and she was going back home. And she says, man, I'm going with you. And I'm going to accept your culture. And I'm going to accept your God. And I'm going to accept the things that you do. Hallelujah. You guys with me this morning, church? And so I really think that's such a powerful scripture like... um, that's what John was talking about. How do we accept other cultures? We forgive, no judgment. We see God. He's all about it. Romans chapter 8 says, for the, Now for there's no, there's no condemnation. Amen? I mean, I'm not even sorry, sorry, uh, Ari. I'm just preaching off the cuff right now. But there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we're looking at those things and uh, accepted, given approval. You've been given approval. You're accepted. You're a fully accepted member of a group, of a whānau, of a church, of a school, or whatever it is. But, you know, more than anything, we've got to know that our identity in Christ Jesus, because when we know who we are, we know whose we are, we're a child of God. Amen? And the first scripture that I'm going to bring up this morning is 1 John 4.4. I mean, I think I've preached on the scripture before, but I want to just bring it up again because it's so important. Because we've got to just know. And it says, you are from God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are from God. Turn to your other neighbor and say, where are you from? <laughs> where are you from? You say, I'm from God. <laughs> so where are you from? Oh, man, where are you from? I'm from God. Now you're from Kitty Kitty. No, I'm from God. Hallelujah. What's your marae? God's my marae. Hallelujah. <laughs> what? No. What's your hapu? Jesus. What's your river? Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm from God. Amen. If you want to know your fucker papa, you're from God. Amen. And you can go all the way back. You'll come from God. Amen. That's where you're from. You're from God. He makes that statement. He says, you're from God. That's where you're from. Yeah, you might have been born in the back blocks of the Hokianga. But you're from God. He created you. He formed you in your mother's womb. Amen. And so you can stand up proud and say, man, I'm from God. And he says, you are from God, little children. Not only am I from God, I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Not only am I from God, but I'm a child of God. I'm a son. I'm not a slave. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome this morning that we're from God and we're children of God? I think that's amazing. You are from God, little children, and overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Man, I belong to God. Amen. If you're a born-again believer this morning, you belong to God. You're part of the kingdom. You're a child of God. Where are you from? Where am I from? I'm from God. Where are you from? I'm from God. I'm a child of God. I remember, I think Pastor Howie preached a message on son, being a son of God. Talked about being a son of God. Where are you from, man? Where are you from? What do you do? It's not about what you do. It's where you're from. I'm from God. It's a powerful message. And so I've got God on the inside of me. And when you know that, because there's such an attack on our, on our identity, massive, huge. And we've got to know that this is where we're from. Yeah, we can accept that, but we're not going to tolerate that. And we can accept, we can have arms wide open because Jesus, Jesus does. And Jesus knows your name. Your identity is connected to your destiny. We are children of God because of the grace of God. Amen. We are children of God because of the mercy of God. Amen. 
We are children of God because of the grace of God. Ephesians chapter 2. I've got a few scriptures this morning. I'm just going to teach the Word this morning. I don't have many stories this morning, but I'm going to just open up the Bible and let the Bible wash over you this morning. Amen? And you were dead, the Bible says, in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked. Come on, you walked it out. You walked that life out. You walked out that life. According to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too were all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. That's who we were. But not today, because I'm from God. Amen. But then we were children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, say, but God. But God. I mean, isn't that awesome that there's a big but in there? <laughs> but God, he turned up. But God, who's rich in mercy. Amen. It's not about us. It's all about God. We try to work it out. We try to do it in our own strength, but we couldn't do it. But God, being rich in mercy, come on, it's because of the mercy of God that we're children of God. Amen. It's because of the grace of God that we're children of God. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Hallelujah. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, He made us alive together with Christ. We're accepted. Amen. We're accepted. He says we're alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with Him and seated us. Amen. He raised. So you go, well, man, what did, what did God do for you? Man, He raised me up. Amen. Raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. For by grace, say for by grace. That's what we're talking about, man. It's because of the grace of God. For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works so that no one may boast, for we are His workmanship. Amen? We are His masterpiece. We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that you would walk in them. Come on, your identity is connected to your destiny. Who God says you are, you've got to walk it out. He says that you're going to walk it out. Amen? You're, gonna, you're His masterpiece. Say, I'm his masterpiece. I'm his workmanship. And God prepared something beforehand that you, who you are in Christ, I'm from God, and he's got a plan for my life. Come on, I'm a child of God, and he's got a purpose for my life. I'm not just here by accident because God's got a plan for my life. It's the goodness of God, amen? It's the kindness of God. It's the grace of God. It's the mercy of Jesus Christ with arms wide open. It's because of his mercy and his grace that we belong. It's because of His mercy and His grace. It's because of that reason we belong to the household of faith. It's because we belong to the kingdom of God. We belong to God. Dear children, you are from God and you have overcome them because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. You, The enemy is defeated. Hallelujah. I declare victory over this place. I de de uh, declare victory over your whanau, your friends, your community. Hallelujah. That's because of the mercy of God. Peter says it like this in 1 Peter 2, 19. He says, but you are a chosen race. Oh, yeah. You are a chosen race. What race are you? I'm from God. That's the race that I am. I'm in the God race. 
I'm a chosen race, hallelujah. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own position, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness, hallelujah. Hot am I, come out of darkness, come into the light. Amen. People sitting in darkness have seen a great light. Hallelujah. He says he's called you out of darkness and he's brought you into his marvelous light. For once you were not a people. For once you weren't part of the household of the faith. For once you were separated and rejected and you were separated and apart. He says, for once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Come on, there's something to be excited about this morning, church. You weren't part of the kingdom of God, but now you are. because of the mercy, because of the grace of God, that you're a chosen race, you're a royal priesthood, hallelujah, who called you out, he brought the biggest karanga out, haramai, come out of darkness and into the light, and we said, yes, Lord, we're coming, for you were once not a people, but now you're a people of God, you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy, Come on, church, if you can just get anything this morning, it's because of his mercy. And you might go, man, I've heard that sermon before. Well, hear it again, church. It's because of his mercy and it's because of his grace. It's something to get excited about. Something to get excited. That's why the church is called Excite Church, because we're excited about that. <laughs> I think that's why they named it that. <laughs> but why, why else would you be excited? You know, there's no other reason to be excited. It's because God has called us out of darkness and brought us into his marvelous light. And it's because of his mercy and his grace that we belong to him. He sees his world with arms wide open. Come on. That we are accepted. And you might be in the funny today thinking that I don't belong to anything. To, uh, come on, you belong to God. You might you, someone might have said, get out of here, or someone might have said no to you, or someone might have rejected you, or someone might have turned down your idea or your big project. It's all right. You're from God and God accepts you. It's all right. Amen. You just keep pushing. If God is for you, then who can be against you? Amen. Yeah, man might reject you. It's all right. But God is for you. And so you might be, you might be here today. But I want to tell you, if you feel like you don't belong to anything, you belong to the household of faith. You belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You belong to Jesus. Amen. You're from God. And I tell you what, so many people, we live in their place of rejection and we just can't even accept ourselves because we think that we just fall short. And we all do. We fall short, and God wants to speak over us today. God wants to speak over your future. It's His mercy, and it's, gr and it's His grace. Hallelujah. And I'm going to just share this little story, and, and some of us are familiar with it in John chapter 8. John chapter 8, and, you know, my message is going to be really short and sweet this morning. John chapter 8, the whole, whole chapter, actually. We'll make it a little bit longer. We're going to extend it now. John chapter 8, verse 1 to 11. And here's a powerful, 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 powerful story in the Bible. And some of us have heard it before many a times, but it always reminds me of how good God is. Because it doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how bad you were or how bad your parents spoke over you or how bad your teacher spoke over you or how bad anybody spoke over you or how bad you even spoke over yourself. It doesn't matter because here's Jesus. And here's a powerful story, and it says, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. 
But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. What's going on there? Everybody else went home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Hallelujah. And he just finished. There was a big festival that just finished. This massive festival had just finished. And everybody, and Jesus gets up and he begins to teach people and he causes a bit of a disruption. And there's some people that didn't like Jesus. And no one would have invited him back to his home, so he went back to the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives is such a, it's such a powerful place and sometimes all of us here, we need that place, that Mount of Olives, where we can go no matter what. If anybody rejects us, we can go to God. And that's what Jesus would do. He'd go and he'd pray. And he says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives early in the morning. He came again into the temple and all the people, say all the people, were coming to him and he sat down and began to teach them. I mean, Jesus, man, he got in trouble because he taught people. He was so inclusive. People just loved hanging out with Jesus. In Luke chapter 15, the Bible says that he hung out with sinners and he even ate with them. Sinners, notorious sinners and tax collectors, the Bible sort of says. Well, not notorious, that's my word, notorious sinners. Hallelujah. So Jesus would hang out with sinners. And here we see early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people were coming to him. And he sat down and he began to teach them. Why? He's like, arms wide open. Come on. on. Jesus loves teaching people. Get into the spaces and the places where where the good word of the Lord is being taught. Hallelujah. Get into the house of the Lord every Sunday. Get in the house so you can hear the word of the Lord. And also open up your own Bible so you can read it as well. And here we see Jesus teaching the people. But the, the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, having set her in the center of the court. They said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such woman. What then do you say? They were saying this, testing him, so that they might have grounds for accusing him. So they didn't really care about their girl. They didn't really care about their woman committing adultery. And adultery is such a massive crime. It's huge. It wrecks homes. It wrecks families. Amen. All those things you could think about, it destroys homes and destroys families. And so Jesus is not here. He's not like making it any less than it is. But what we see is the Pharisees, they don't care about the adulterous woman. All they're trying to do is they're trying to get Jesus. And the Pharisees, they're like that. On the outside, they look good. They got a G-Shock watch now. (laughs) But on the outside, they're looking good. But Jesus says, you hypocrites, clean the inside of the cup first. And here's these people that didn't like Jesus, these scribes and these, and these Pharisees that didn't like Jesus because cause, cause no one wanted to listen to them anymore. They wanted to listen to Jesus. Amen. And they weren't accepting anybody, really. And here's these guys. They bring this adulterous woman to Jesus, and it's not very good. And it says that this woman, she should be stoned. What do you reckon, Jesus? What do you reckon, Jesus? But Jesus stooped down with his finger, wrote on the ground. No one knows what he wrote. But when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and said, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones. And he was left alone. And the woman was uh, left alone. And the woman, where? I've just lost myself. Straightening up, Jesus said to her, Woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go from now on, sin no more. And here we see a massive, powerful illustration of God's acceptance to a person that no matter how bad that you can get, he didn't say that you continue to sin, but he says, come on, man, I don't condemn you. The very person that could condemn her didn't condemn her. 
and with His love and His grace and His mercy. And it's because of His love and it's because of His grace and it's because of His mercy that every single person that's in this room today, we're here today because of that reason. That if we were to stand before God without Jesus there, we'll be all guilty. We'd be all guilty to be stoned. And, and then we see here, it doesn't matter how bad, this is one of the worst of the worst crimes that you could think of. And Jesus says, I don't condemn you. I don't condemn you at all. You know what, church? We all, sure for, uh, we all fall short of the glory of God, all of us in this room. And without Jesus, without Jesus, if we were to stand before the judgment of God, come on, we'll all be stoned. We'll all get killed. We'll all get wiped out. But it's because of his mercy and his grace that his arms are wide open. And he says, come on, come out of darkness. Come out of that place. And we've been accepted. That's the only reason that we're accepted, that we were people that were far off. We were people that were not part of the household of the faith. We were people that were not included. We were separated from God. It was like we were rejected. But God says, man, I love you so much. And he says it to this, to this woman, I do not condemn you either. And we all fall short of the glory of God. Amen? All have sinned. All have sinned. Without Jesus, we stand guilty before a holy God. Hallelujah. You know, sin entered the world because two people rejected God. And so we think, oh man, you know, does God understand? Yeah, he does, because he was the most rejected person when he came on this earth. And we rejected him right from the get-go. We rejected his commandments. And because of it, because of it, um, you know, God, in turn, we face God's eternal rejection. Because we rejected God's commandment, we, in return, face God's eternal rejection. We also, we were placed under a curse, a separation, say separation, from His favor, amen? It was a separation from His favor, from His presence, and bound to His wrath. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. That's what, that's what you get from sin. The wages of sin is death. But Jesus, say, but Jesus. Remember we read it in Ephesians, it said, but God, who has been rich in mercy. Hallelujah. I mean, that's something to give thanks. And some of, most of us in here this morning, we've heard it all before. We've heard God's grace and we've heard God's mercy. But it's so refreshing just to hear it again that I'm here because of his love. I'm here because of his grace. I'm here because of his mercy. He's extended his love towards me. He extended his mercy towards me. I was far off, but he brought me near. Come on, I was rejected and separated from God, but he accepted me with arms wide open. On the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And it's such a powerful message that we, get. We, we can't lose sight of that message, church. We can't let it get old in our hearts. We can't let that message get old in our hearts. I've heard it before. I've come to, I want to hear something deeper. You're not going to get it any deeper than that. The deepest message ever is he says, I love you with arms wide open, church. It's a powerful message. It transformed my life. It changed me. It turned me around. You know that song we're singing? He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on the solid ground. He healed my heart. How else does it go? He changed my name. Amen. He gave me a new identity. What else? How does it go? Something like that. I thank the master. And I'll tell you what, church, never get, never get old. It never gets old. Come on, Caleb, why don't you just come up here this morning? Come on, let's give it up for Caleb. Come on, Caleb, come up and jump on that keyboard this morning. 
oceans. But Jesus redeemed us. Amen? Hallelujah. We were placed under a, court, under a curse, but Jesus redeemed us. He redeemed us from the curse. Come on, it's something to get excited about. He redeemed us from the curse of death. He defeated the enemy. Hallelujah. And that's why I just can't help but praise God. I love standing next to Pastor Paul. He loves praising God. He's excited about the things of God. Amen. He knows what Jesus has done for him. And he's excited and he loves to give praise. And that's why when we come into the house church, that we give praise to Jesus. Because, you know, he picked us up. Amen. He changed our ways. Hallelujah. He redeemed us from the curse by taking it upon himself. He accepted us. Come on. He accepted us so much, so why can't we accept that person down the road that we don't like, really? <laughs> well, Jesus probably didn't like you either. <laughs> but he loved you. He might not have liked the things you were doing, but he loved you so much. And the Bible said, for God so loved the world, that he gave us his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He redeemed us from the curse by taking it upon himself. He brought us back. Amen. We were slaves and he brought us back. It means to accept. He chose us. It's the gift of God and He gave us eternal life. That's what the gift of God is. See, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Get excited about that. We're going to live forever, church. By the power of the gospel, we have received the spirit of adoption in whom we cry out, Abba, Father, Papa. We love you, Papa. Abba, Father, thank you for accepting me. Thank you for loving me. Abba, Father, we're the spirit of adoption. Come on, he's accepted us. You can't break it no more. No one can break it. The devil can't break it. Because he's adopted us. He's brought us into the whānau. In whom we cry out, Abba, Father, Papa, God. Hallelujah. Spirit of adoption. Yeah, that's permanent. Come on. It's permanent, man. You're established. Come on. You're planted in God. He's accepted you. We know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. It's permanent. It's permanent, church. It's permanent. It's permanent. Nothing can separate us from the Father's love. Hallelujah. Man's rejection. Come on, man's rejection. Oh, yeah, people are going to reject us. It's all right. People are going to reject you. People are going to say no to you. But with God, he's like, arms wide open. It's permanent with God. Because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have God's eternal love. Amen. We have God's eternal love and acceptance unconditionally. He loves us and accepts us unconditionally. Hallelujah. Come on. If the world's against us, God's for us. Hallelujah. There's angels around your church. Come on. We got the hope. We got we got heaven on our side. I believe it. <laughs>